Did you was... see? Did you see last time the like after credit scene? Was, I did, but what was, was it? It was me chewing. Oh, it was me yeah. taking up. I was yep. like, one more. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, people are gonna hate it. So we don't have any listeners left. <laughs> what a shame. I'm Liza Poor. I'm Mike Pulasic. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our stupidly large DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs enter. One disc leaves. This is DVD Deathmatch. Hi. Hey. How's it going? Really good. Yeah? Really good. Really good? Guys, really good. (laughs) Um, it's been a day here. Has it? Well, you had a weird work day, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I had a weird work day. If you know anything about my job, and then you look at what's going on at my job this week, you'll, you'll, you'll see. It's been a weird one. Yeah. Nothing but, um, uh, you know, worried about a friend of mine. I'll say that. I'm worried about a friend of mine. I hope he's okay. Yes. Um, and, uh, and... What else? <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, I can't move on from just the weird day that it's been. I got my my second uh, COVID shot yesterday. Yeah. At um, the abandoned Kmart. At the abandoned Kmart in West Orange. Um, and we're, we're, you know, 24 plus hours out and knock wood, but so far the only, my only side effect is my arm is more sore than it has ever been. Your arm is paining. Yeah, my arm is paining. Um, uh, yeah, but you were I, very worried. I was very worried about because, side effects. Yeah, yeah, just because like you know, varying experiences for everyone. But uh, the people who were experiencing side effects um, were saying they were really, really horrible. Now they were also saying it was only like twenty four hours. It's really quick, and then you're done. But. Uh, but I was worried about being kind of down for the count for a day. What? Why are you smiling like that? When I experience side effects, I'm always like, Rooney Mara is pretty good in this. Okay. And it's nice <laughs> to see Catherine Zeta-Jones oh again on, my, on the silver screen. Oh, my God. Side effects, baby. You're so proud of yourself for that. <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway. We talk about side effects all the time on this podcast. It will come up at some point. Yeah. It will be a very exciting episode for everyone. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm feeling okay. I feel like I'm in the clear. Yeah, you're doing great. So, um, and I am so excited. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I'm very pumped. In, in two weeks, I can just like make out with everybody. Yeah, and I hope you do. Me too. For your your benefit. Line up, ladies and gents. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I got my first shot last week mm-hmm. and that was good at the abandoned Kmart in West Orange, New Jersey. <laughs> yes. Um, it was good. I got, I definitely like walked in. I was like, oh, I'm going to cry at this. And then I walked <laughs> in and I was like, yep, here we go. Here, here it is. Here it emotions. is. Feeling emotions. Cause you get in there and I don't know how it's working for everybody, but I feel yeah, like this places. is a pretty common story mm-hmm. is that you get in there and it's like working really well functioning like yeah you know in terms of like you're in and out people are kind like everyone knows what they're doing you go to this table then you go to this table then you right. get a shot and then you wait here and then and yeah like, it's a it's well-oiled machine well-oiled machine which i think just to and I, I may have said this on the podcast last week you may have if so we'll cut it out i will um 
just to see like the government functioning <laughs> in a way that provides a service that people need and you know what i mean like I it really <laughs> makes me <laughs> weepy um, because i'm so not used to it right we've forgotten yeah exactly cool i have an important question for you oh let's hear it you know topical movie news yeah do you want to watch the Snyder Cut of Justice League? I don't know what you're saying right now. You don't know what that is? I know. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Wow. I'm not really like a Justice League girl. I'm like a MCU girl. Yeah, know? yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I envy you that you don't know anything about the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is that, oh. is, that the, is that the Superman? So the Ju- Justice League movie yes. that they made, uh, Zack Snyder, who made Man of Steel and... Batman vs. Superman, colon, Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. He then made Justice League. He left the project in the middle because of family tragedy. They hired Joss Whedon to come in and finish it. Ooh. And it was a disaster. Like, the movie's bad, and it was apparently terrible on set, and it was just a bad experience for everyone. He's a bad man. And then, the internet, like, the like many fans, many of them toxic... Uh, got up in arms online about release the Snyder cut of Justice League because it was like rumored that there was this four hour thing and the, like all this stuff. And then when COVID happened, HBO Max was like, we need content. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, we'll release the Snyder cut. But then it came out, there really wasn't a Snyder cut of Justice League. Oh, boy. And they spent like $70 million to do reshoots on this thing. Oh, my God. And now they're releasing it on HBO Max this week as like a four hour Justice League movie that is, that is like, apparently very very different from the one that came out before that everyone hated and so it's just like this insane epic thing that is very stupid wow that but i will definitely watch it yeah Yeah, i am uh i am also glad that i don't know what you're talking about yeah okay well i'm gonna watch it without you and uh you know what enjoy i will enjoy maybe Uh, well that's the big movie news this week (laughs) all right topic at the top topic at the top um so everyone knows about the Steve rule. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know the Steve rule. It would be so weird if someone was like, I'm going to listen to this podcast. I'm going to start with this episode. It's, it's welcome. Yeah, welcome. No tea, no shade, but wow. Um, so everyone who listens to this podcast, oh, are millions of fans. Millions. are uh, They know about the Steve rule. The Steve rule is from my brother Steve, and he says that if we get to the end of the episode and we can't decide on... Which to get rid of, which DVD we have to get rid of, Mm -hmm. we can pick a random number and go to that number on the spreadsheet and we have to get rid of that DVD. That's the Steve rule. Right. It's cutthroat. We love it. It's scary every time. We've used it a couple of times. Terrifying. Listener Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Has texted with the Michelle rule. Let's hear it. The Michelle rule is... Get rid of a DVD. If you okay, if we get to the end of the episode, and we can't. We want to keep both. Mm-hmm. We can't decide which to get rid of. Get rid of a DVD that we've previously saved. Now, alternately, I don't think this is in the same thing. Okay. On a different week where we are okay with getting rid of both of them, we could go get rid of both of them in one week, and then we have saves in the bank. Oh, okay. Okay. So we could get rid of two DVDs in one go, and then we could. Use that, that's a lifeline for later. Okay. So that's the Michelle rule. Want to put the call out to the listenership. (laughs) If you've got a rule 
for what happens when we get to the end of the episode and we want to keep both DVDs. When we decide to throw the entire premise of the podcast out the window. <laughs> right. Which we do, you know, I don't know, once a month. It's happened a bunch recently. Yeah. So this is good. Yes, please. If you have an idea for a rule, send it in. We want to add rules. We've yeah. got the Steve rule. We've got the Michelle rule. Now, I just want to add a bunch of rules. I want to have. That. I want to have choices. I want to have the the Chuck rule. I want to have the uh, Evelyn rule. The I Joe have, rule. The Joe rule. I want to have all these rules. So. Yeah. Get in touch. It's dvddeathmatch at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to look at it. We haven't really, I haven't looked at it. I check it. Okay, I check great. it. Perfect. Yeah. I haven't looked at the email account. I check it. Great. You check it. How's it looking? I mean, great. <laughs> we getting lots of emails? Notifications from Squarespace, a go go. <laughs> great. Okay. <laughs> um, send in your rules. We want your rules. We want your rules. That's it. We'll create a spreadsheet for the rules, baby. I want to have 50 rules that we can <laughs> look at. And then we'll have to pick a random number right. to pick a random rule. And yeah. we have to go with that rule. Right. Essentially, we get to the end of the episode. We want to keep both DVDs. We have to invoke the rule rule. <laughs> where we pick a rule and we have to use that rule to pick a DVD. I love it. Great. What are our movies today? Guys, we watched two movies. We did. This week, we watched 13 Going on 30 from 2004 and Young Adult from 2011. That's true. A very uh, themed episode this right. week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Two very different films, though. Two very different films, but about... I mean, and also, like I said last week, I think Margaret from last week also fits into this. Right. Uh, but we, not... we've moved on from Margaret. I okay. wish she would stop bringing up Margaret. We had to get rid of her. I don't want to... It's too soon. You know what I mean? Great. The wound is too fresh. I don't want to dwell on my Alice and Jenny's wound on her leg. Yikes! <laughs> um, all right. Let's start with 13 Going on 30, as I said, from 2004, directed by Gary Winnick. And our IMDb summary is, a girl makes a wish on her 13th birthday and wakes up the next day as a 30-year-old woman. Very straightforward. That is indeed what the movie is about. That is true. Well done. We popped it in. Mm-hmm. We got a big flagship trailer for Seinfeld on DVD. <laughs> that was clearly like a huge thing. They were so excited about it. It was so long. It was, it was like. so long. It was one. And it was one of those like, in an era when. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then it was like, no soup for you. I don't watch Seinfeld. So <laughs> I don't know any Seinfeld quotes. That was good. You nailed that. Wow. Um, <laughs> Try one more. Try one more. Um. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, nope. Nothing? Nope, I have nothing. Okay. I have nothing. King of my domain, is that a thing? Yeah, that's kind of it, yeah. Master of my domain. Master of my domain. There you go. I, all I could, co- you were like, say one more, and I was like, Elaine dancing? That's yeah, not that's a, a quote, one. but that's... that's <laughs> anyway. that, that counts. Um, um, and then we saw a trailer for White Chicks. Oof. And a trailer for... A uh, Brittany Murphy movie that it started in. I was like, what is this? I've n- I don't even know what this is. And Holly Hunter's in it. Yeah. And uh, and then you called it in the middle. You were like, oh, Little Black Book. Which is so weird. That's another one of those things where it's like, why is that information in my brain? I have definitely not seen that movie. Mm. But Holly Hunter, I mean, th- the cast was stacked of that film. It was Brittany Murphy, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly Hunter, like you said, you had uh, great. This is great. I can't think of any of their names. I can't think of any of them. Kathy. 
Bates. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. For fuck's Ooh. sake. <laughs> there were a lot of people Other in people. it. Other people. There Look were it a up. lot of people. There's was, a whole... was the Tucci in that one? Stanley Tucci? Maybe you're thinking. Or do of... I just have Stanley Tucci on the brain? Maybe you're thinking of because I, hot, hot Pel- I was watching the Pelican Brief last <laughs> night. Anyway, there were a lot of people in the film, and I was like, what is in this? In this movie, we're not talking I about I know. Anyway, we saw the trailer for a Little Black Book. I, whatever. Yeah. 13 going on 30. Definitely an early DVD. Mm-hmm. You've got that menu where it like pops up and there's a picture and then the text slides. Yeah. In. You've got lots of special features that are fun and adorable, including bloopers. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a bloop. I love a yeah. bloop. There was also like. Um, we clicked around on the special features. There was one that was like a fashion game that you could play. Yeah. And it was like, uh, the costume designer, uh, who seemed very nice and competent. But very uncomfortable. But very uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Guiding you, playing game show host on a DVD extra. It was just one of those things that like they don't do anymore of constructing weird games for you to play on a DVD. Yeah. Um, it's very, uh, peak DVD. Yeah. Peak DVD. Um, so you've got Jennifer Garner. Yeah. You've got Judy Greer. Yeah. You've got Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Oh. Hmm. Sorry, I just needed a moment. Okay. You took your moment. For Ruffalo. Um, you've got Andy Circus. Andy Circus, yeah. Famous for playing Gollum. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in human form here. He's yes. not doing like a mocap suit as like <laughs> the printer in the office or something. He's truly not. Um, Always love to see Andy Circus in, in human Andy form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like a cute little cast. I love Judy Greer. I think she's incredible. And yeah. she has such a kind of insane career where she has never been like the standout, but she's been in so many things and is so good. Yeah, she's always good. Like. Always yeah. good. And it feels like she... I mean, it like I like Jennifer Garner a lot in this movie, but it feels like in a in a just universe, Judy Greer would be have movies like Thirteen Going on Thirty yes. in her filmography that she was the star of. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, um, and in a just universe, we don't live in that universe. We do not. We live in this shithole where Judy Greer <laughs> does not have justice for Judy. Right, exactly. Um, That's the Justice League. Release the Greer cut is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so yeah, so she's, she's 13. She's at, she has a birthday party. She invites the cool girls who are only there because she has written their paper for them. The cool girls trick her into kissing or almost kissing her nerdy best friend and this is she, Jenna, the main character. Yes, Jenna, yeah. the main character. And she makes a wish that she was 30, flirty, and thriving. And she wakes up the next morning and she's 30. And hilarity, yeah. hilarity ensues. Um, you, oh. Sorry, just before we move on from that setup. Yeah. You talked, um, you, you, you were yap, yap, yapping Jabbing last week. Away. You know, you know women me. be shopping. <laughs> um, no, you were you talked a lot last week about how you you get hung up on... The match between like parents and and yeah. children. Yeah, well, familial matches in Fam- in films. Exactly. Yeah. The match between young Jenna and thirty year old Jenna Jennifer. Gar- so thirteen year old. I guess. I guess she's thirteen and she's going on thirty. She's going on thirty. I kept doing that watching the movie. I was like, <laughs> wait, how are they supposed to? Be? Oh, it's you in really the title. Did. It's in the title. There's also. Well, I'll get to it. Anyway, the match between young Jenna and 
old Jenna, Jennifer Garner, not old. Wow. 30, wow. 30 year old. Wow. Um, Jennifer Garner is pretty perfect. It's and the, so good. The match between young Judy Greer and 30 year old Judy Greer is perfect. Is perfect. The like Mark the, Ruffalo one is fine. Yeah. The Mark Ruffalo is fine. There's a weird thing where the young Mark Ruffalo character, Maddie, um, is, is like heavy and then obviously he grows up and he's hot and it's like, oh my God, Mark Ruffalo, you, how did you turn into Mark Ruffalo? I, I, my, one of my second notes is why is he in a fat suit? Who? <laughs> the kid, the one who plays young Maddie. He's in a fat suit? Has like a belly. Oh, I didn't Which know Which is that. maybe something I knew from, like, reading behind the scenes stuff as oh, well. Okay. But it's also pretty apparent in some of the shots. I never It literally looks like he's a pillow under his shirt. And it's just so frustrating. <laughs> like, one, there are ways to make people look heavier without stuffing their clothes with mm-hmm. stuff. And two, you're trying to tell me you couldn't find a fat kid? I do not believe it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Anyway. Yeah, no, totally. It's, like, it's frustrating. Um... I definitely, so, okay, I was a 13-year-old girl at one time, mm-hmm. uh, and I definitely had a birthday party where it's that, because 13 is such a weird age, right? Because it's that thing where you're uh, not a girl, not yet a woman, where you're transitioning in, from being a kid into feeling like you're not a kid anymore. Yeah, um, and Yeah. And there's a lot of that, you know, happening in the beginning of the film. Yeah. And I definitely had a birthday party where my mom was like, oh, why don't you invite these two girls who were two girls that I had been friends with in elementary school, but was no longer friends with. And not, it wasn't like any kind of, you know, drama that we weren't friends anymore, except that they were cool and I was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, fine, like, whatever, sure, I'll invite them. They won't come and it'll be fine. And then they came. Mm-hmm. And in my brain, it was a great party, and like everyone had so much fun, and they and they That's had a, they had a lot of fun too. Yeah. But my anxious brain is also like, mm, no, they were just making fun of you the whole time, you loser. <laughs> so that's cool. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is, I understand this thing where yeah. like, the cool girls are coming to your party, and you're just losing your fucking mind. Right, 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 right. right. Um, and they do a pretty good job of setting all that up. Yeah. Yeah, and also they do a good job of. I have, I mean, basement party mm-hmm. is such a thing in my brain of like yeah. going going down into a basement mm-hmm. and there's girls there. Like a finished basement, not like a creepy like, yeah, whips yeah, and yeah. chains basement. Yeah. No, not a whips and chains basement. <laughs> God. And a finished basement. Yeah. It's not just like going down into like the boiler room with all the girls. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. No, a finished basement with like a foosball table and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and. Uh, you know, there's like Doritos and Mountain Dew on the table, yeah. and there's like, uh, you know, b- uh, whatever and ever Amen is playing on the, yeah. the disc changer, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that that setup is very, I mean, in this, it's the late 80s. Yeah. So he's listening to Talking Heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just very like evocative in that way. Yeah. They do a really good job with that. Um, and then she wakes up and she's, you know, 
flopping about her apartment. So she, when she's 30, she's like a successful career woman. She's everything that she dreamed she would be. She works right. for a magazine. Magazine and, editor. Um, has a boyfriend who's on the Rangers, the <laughs> New York Rangers, which is very funny. On the New York Rangers, and women run up to him in the street. For and his ask autograph. For, ask, ask for an autograph. Uh, they ask for his autograph. <laughs> um which like I don't obviously I don't know much about hockey, but like is that a thing? Like, do, are there famous Rangers? I don't know why you're asking me. <laughs> there might be. I don't know. I mean, they're famous to somebody. Do you know what I mean? Well, hey, I always say everybody's famous to somebody. That's kind of a, my thing. Um, <laughs> it's not my thing. Okay. Um, and I just need to say, Jennifer Garner is like a comedic genius. Like, I'm convinced. Because here's the thing. This movie happens right smack dab in the middle of Alias, yeah. right? So, one of your favorite phrases, height of her powers. <laughs> and I was obsessed with Alias. Yeah. And watching this, I was like, ooh, it might be time for an Alias rewatch. I wonder how that shit holds up. Anyway, so this movie happens right in the middle of Alias. So, you're used to Jennifer Garner um, being this like kick-ass spy yeah, and very serious and very dramatic. And then she does this and it's just like, wait a minute, you're funny. And yeah. she, I personally think she is so funny in this. Yeah. It's so goofy and silly and it's so nice to see her do that. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I, so I had seen this movie. Let's get into it. <laughs> I love how we get ten. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. We're twenty six minutes into this podcast <laughs> recording. You're like, let's get into it. <laughs> well, We're in it. I had seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Always enjoyed Jennifer Garner. Mm-hmm. Was looking forward to seeing it again. Enjoyed Jennifer Garner again. Thought she was great. <laughs> That's all. Is that a great point to make? Not really. Um, I uh, opinion wise about the movie, mm-hmm. I think it has a lot of problems. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I legitimately am shocked. Not that you feel that way about yeah, this yeah. movie, but every time I watch this movie, I'm just like, this is a solid film. Period. Like sure. it's just because here's what it is. Here's what it is. It's very simple. It's it is very, very simple. straightforward. There's no yep. they're not fucking around. Here's your dumb romantic comedy. They even do the thing where Spoiler alert, you guys. So she obviously, she finds Maddie as an adult and he like helps her, but he's engaged to be married to someone else. Right. And she's like, but wait a minute, I love you. You're my best friend. And he's like, I've always loved you, but I'm getting married. But then like they, so they do the thing that um, my best friend's wedding did that was like so shocking where it was like, what do you mean the beautiful girl didn't get the guy in the end? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they did that, but then, like, she goes back to being 13, having learned all of this stuff. Right. And she does get the guy. Like, he doesn't do the awful thing of, like, yeah, I'm going to run away with you on my wedding day. Right, right, right. But you still get to have that satisfying, perfect, they end up together ending. Yeah. And I love that. I love it! I think. So, okay. So, it's a, it's a, it's a like, big style 17 again style reverse we call this a reverse 17 again in the business <laughs> we don't call it that we don't um but it's a big style like kid in a freaky friday style kid in a adult body kind freaky of thing. friday big right yeah. exactly and she's great in it and i agree with you that they that's exactly what they do they do the thing she romantic comedy where she doesn't get the guy but she goes back and learns things mm-hmm 
And I don't think she should go back. That was like... You think she should remain 30? I think she has amnesia. I think she, like, just has amnesia. So you're putting it in the real world. You're trying to find an actual explanation. Because it's the... the, the, So you hate magic and childhood is what you're saying. Maybe, maybe. And I I don't actually feel this way. I don't feel this strongly about this. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think it's more... so the ending, the last, like, so she, she has this confrontation with Mark Ruffalo. I feel like I skipped, I made us skip ahead and I apologize. No, it's okay. But we'll go back. It's fine. We don't have to go back. She has this, um, confrontation with Mark Ruffalo where she's trying to convince him on his wedding day to, to leave with her, her and, okay. or that she loves him. And, yes. And I don't think she's actually trying to get him to leave. I think she's confessing her love and hoping. Right. Yes. But I don't think she goes in there like, I'm going to get this guy. Right. Yes. Sorry. And he said, he's like, lady, I'm about to get married. And no, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, what, goes outside and cries? Oh, and With she the has house. a house. The ha- so he had given her a house. It had magic dust on it. The dust gets swirled up by the wind and goes into her uh, nasal passages like COVID. <laughs> no, it and then, And then she wakes up and she's 13 again. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the last 30 seconds. You Then they skip ahead to her 30-year-old self in that timeline She's married to Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. It all worked out because mm-hmm. she learned her lesson. Yes. That ending feels so, like, tossed off and undercooked to me. The the la- I'm talking about the last, like, two no, I minutes. Know, I of- know what you mean. <laughs> You're clear. That it feels like she's... I, I think there's an interpretation of this movie where she has a mental break, uh-huh. where she has amnesia, mm-hmm. and then has a mental break where she convinces herself that she married Mark Ruffalo. Because I don't... Uh, yes, that is a different <laughs> film. That is a completely different film. You're absolutely I'm saying right. that's that is this film. No, it's not. This is fluff. This is fluff it at is its fluff. finest. It is fluff. It's fun. It's adorable. There's there's a whole plot line with the magazine where they have to revamp the magazine and yeah. she's like, I you know, it's this it's like a you know, a cosmo teen type magazine which are just terrible yeah and then they have to redo it and she's like i want to see like i want it to be like my yearbook from high school i want to see my my best friend i don't know these women and so it's a lovely little comment on on uh what's the word i'm looking for on like how magazines aren't real there's Mm -hmm. a lot of talk about how like there's a very funny line uh that uh where she as a 13 year old says i want to look like like these people, I want to look like these girls or something. Yeah. And her mom goes, oh, honey, those aren't people. Those are models. Yeah. Which is like mean, but also very funny. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, kind of the point of it. It's like, yeah, these aren't real. This yeah. isn't real. None of this is real. And, you know, 2004, that's way ahead of its time. That that movement hadn't happened yet where it's like Photoshop, yeah. not real. You know, so that's lovely. I I, I, I love it. I need you to <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you love it. I felt uh watching it like jennifer garner is very good in it Mm -hmm. and i loved the stuff that let her uh be goofy that was like more on the premise of it and that like like when she when she's at the bar with judy greer and he's like she's like oh that guy's hitting on you that guy's checking you out Yeah. yeah and she goes over to talk to him and she walks by the guy who was checking her out and thinks that Judy Greer was talking about this 12-year-old. Yeah. And she kind of, like, hits on a 12-year-old. 15-year-old. Sure. Yeah. 
she hits on a 15 year old and then Judy Greer like pulls her out. I was like, what that's hilarious. Doing? Yeah, it was so, it's so funny and it's so like, it doesn't actually make any sense no. that she would like forget that she right. was 30 and hit and think that she was supposed to go right. talk to this teen boy, but it's played so well and it's so dumb and right. I love it. It's like when Harry Potter like forgets that there's magic and he's like amazed and I'm like, you're in, <laughs> you're five movies in, man. Like, act like you've been here before. Get it together, right, get it together. Potter. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, you know, I, I think, um, I, the she's so good. Parts of the movie are so good. I got like a little like, oh, I wish this was like funnier throughout. Like I was, I, you know what I mean? I was, I wish there were more, like, we talked about this before. I wish, sometimes I wish, oh, I wish there were more like jokes in this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's that tone of a thing that is light and fluffy, but not like hard jokes, which I think is completely valid. Yeah. But is like, to me, tough. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, I mean, I love it. I love it. I also, I, like, I also definitely have a, have a kind of strange instant affection for films that take place in New York and are shot in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do a lovely job with that. You yeah, know, the, definitely. It's like, oh, sentimental. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> this movie is so... I think part of that, that feeling that you're talking about where it's like, uh, it's not, it doesn't go absurd enough for you yeah. comedy wise is also part of like when it was done. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, 2004 yeah. is before you get any of the like, uh, like Bridesmaids or McGruber yeah. or like yeah, yeah, all yeah. those insane, like really kind of absurd comedies. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So this was, I feel like in 2004, this would have been like. A thing, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, it reminded me of Hitch <laughs> mm, a little I, bit, but I like tonally, yeah, um, in that way of like, oh, there's some funny parts in this, and I wish they were, I wish there was more funny parts in this, and I wish they were compressed together. And I would say, you talking about how simple this is, like how direct it is, makes me like it more because you're right, it is just like, right, don't over direct, it. yeah. Um, there's yeah. no, uh, they don't. Like, I I was calling it undercooked, but I think that direct is a is a better way to say that. Yeah, it's very it's very simple. It's almost like it's this genre where they take two different kinds of movies and blend them together. Right? It's almost like they take like a romance movie and a funny movie. Let's call it a comedy, and they squish them together. Right. So that it's like a romantic comedy. You see what I'm saying? It's like a blend. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, I feel like there should have been more comedy <laughs> in the romantic comedy. Um, she had crazy chopsticks in her hair at one point. Oh boy, yeah. The fashion big. was was great. Um, they do they do the thriller dance at one point, which well, the, is great. I don't know what record company they made a deal with or whatever, Seriously. but Michael Jackson, Talking Heads, Whitney Houston, Billy Joel, um, Love is a Battlefield. Yes. Uh, uh, what's the one song that's like, it's not unwritten, but it's like that. Oh, oh, um, why 
can't I breathe whenever I think about you? That's the that one. one um, which was very popular. Right. Yeah, the music, the music budget for this film. Yeah, would love to know what what happened. What happened there? Like yeah. if they were just like I mean a thriller obviously it's like written into the movie. Mm-hmm. Like like there's a whole thriller sequence. So um, I liked when Judy Greer was giving a presentation where she was going to revamp the magazine and she was going <laughs> to like, do the, like really hard, make it really hardcore. And she said, cause of death, chicness. <laughs> I liked that a lot. I thought that was very funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really, 30. I really like this movie. It still holds up for me. It's still perfect, lovely fluff, but, but not, even for me anyway, not even like the guilty pleasure kind of fluff. Yeah. It's like, it feels like a solid, good movie. Yeah. For me, I expected to, I remember not loving it. Mm-hmm. I expected to like it a lot more, which I think has happened a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Where I come back to a thing and I'm like, oh, maybe toxic masculinity was informing your opinion of this. Yeah. Um, but no, I was right. <laughs> you were not right you were wrong okay that's right you're wrong um nothing toxic about it um also i think uh mark ruffalo was put on this earth to play dave tashi in the 2007 film vote zodiac zodiac uh, yeah yeah uh zodiac and so whenever he's in a different movie than that it's <laughs> always weird um <laughs> I, I think he's one of the great actors, but I also think he's like, there's very, he's a, he's a very specific actor. He is. Well, and what's so funny is that like watching this, I feel like every time I see him, I'm like, man, Mark Ruffalo is a hunk. Like, yeah. I, that's hunk. not a word that I use, but that is what he is. He's a total hunk. He's like adorable. Yeah. At, just... Yeah, yes. you, you don't use the word hunk. You say va va voom va va voom beefcake. What a beefcake! <laughs> you're always like we're. You're always like break me off a piece of that. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw Mark Ruffalo on the street once. Big wow. claim to fame. Nice. Pretty. pretty How do you look, hunky? Hunk, hunky dory. Hunkalicious. Hunkalicious. Uh, great. Awesome. Thirteen going on thirty, man. Thirteen going on thirty. Glad I watched it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very happy that you enjoyed it so much. No. Great. (laughs) We can move on. All right. What's the connection? The connection. Uh, Andy Serkis is in 13 Going on 30. Mm -hmm. Charlize Theron is in Young Adult, our next movie. Yes. They were together in Long Shot. Andy Serkis plays the old billionaire. Remember? Okay. I feel like we watched that entire movie and then looked up who it was at the end and was like, that was Andy Serkis? Okay, yeah. Um, long he's shot. He's a chameleon, that guy. He's a chameleon. Uh, you're not, yeah, he's, he disappears into his roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're talking about Young Adult from 2011, directed by Jason Reitman. IMDb summary. Soon after her divorce, is it? A fiction writer returns <laughs> to her home in small town Minnesota looking to rekindle a romance with her ex-boyfriend, who is now happily married and has a newborn daughter. Yup. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlize Theron, Patton Oswalt, G, uh, so, Patrick Wilson. Montclair's own Montclair's Patrick own Wilson. Patrick Wilson. 
uh, our neighbor. Seen him a co- around town a couple times. Love that guy. Yeah. I, we were huge Patrick Wilson fans before we lived in this town, by the it's way. It's true. It's um, true. His version of We Need a Little Christmas is the ultimate version. Yeah. Have we not talked about that on the podcast before? We may have. If you... No, I mean, I I'm the, I, I assume that if I've spoken recently, I've... You've talked about Patrick I've Wilson's. talked about Patrick Wilson's version of We Need a Little Christmas. It's true. It's true. One yeah, of the yeah. great Christmas songs. It truly is. Um... So, yeah, and directed by Jason Reitman of Up in the Air, Juno, Thank You for Smoking. Yes, yes, yes. Labor Day. Written by Cody. Diablo Cody. Yeah. Of Juno and of many Juno. other things. Yes. Anyway, um, feels, you know, feels like a kind of much of it a response to Juno. Yeah. To her, the fame that she got after Juno and how she was like, oh, I mean, I'm not saying that this is autobiographical at all. I right. No Although it's so well observed at times that you... You, There's something there. You, you, it's like, it's unfair to assume mm-hmm. because may, maybe, yeah. probably, she's just a very good writer. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's so well done at times that you're like, oh, this has to come from a, a certain place. The part that felt like a very direct response to Juno mm-hmm. is when she's she uh, meets up with her ex-boyfriend at like a... a sports bar kind of like Applebee's style place. Yeah. And she says like about this hometown that she's returned to. Oh, I see you've got a Contaco hut, which is a Kentucky fried chicken, Taco yeah. Bell pizza hut. And, uh, which is, you know, clever wordplay or whatever. And, uh, Patrick Wilson goes to her like, Oh, <laughs> you're like one of your crazy characters. Like that sounds like something, you know? And it was like, Oh, that feels like, cause that does, that line does feel like something from Juno. Yeah. And then, uh, to write that into the script and then get called out by a character in the script of being like, you're just being clever, yeah. like for in a way that is not right, you know. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, jumping ahead, that yes. was jumping ahead. No, it's okay. Um, so yeah, Charlie Theron plays a, an author of a very popular young adult series. Um, it comes out later that she's kind of the ghostwriter of it, though, which yeah. is a very funny little twist, if you will. Um, and she's kind of a mess. She just got divorced and she's like drinking a ton every night and, you know, sleeping with different guys and, you know, her apartment is trashed and yeah. her publisher is bothering her for pages of her book that she's not working on. And, right. Um, Very realistic depiction yeah. of writing in this where she writes one sentence and then gets completely distracted <laughs> by the internet. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then she gets this email from her ex-boyfriend from high school, her little high school sweetheart. sweetheart. Uh, we had a baby. Here's yeah. a picture of her baby. And so she kind of becomes obsessed with that and goes back to her hometown and um, is actively trying to break up her right. uh, ex-boyfriend's lovely, perfect marriage. Yeah, unlike Jennifer Garner, she is <laughs> on a mission yeah. to break them up. Yeah, and, and then and Patton Oswalt plays the kind of nerdy kid uh, who was, you know, always obsessed with her, and, and now we're kind of on the same level because she's such a mess. Yeah. And, you know... Um, they're broken people together. Broken people. He, he's physically broken. He is broken. actually broken. He, um, yeah, there's this really weird, not weird, I don't know, but there's this thing. So she, he says, don't you remember me? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I, my locker was next years for like yeah. four years of high school. And she's like, oh, yeah, you, locker guy. And then suddenly she realizes, wait, you're, what does she say? Does she say? The, the hate crime kid. The hate crime kid. Yeah. Uh, because a bunch of jocks 
dragged him into the woods behind the school and beat him uh, because they thought he was gay. It turns out he's not gay. Yeah. Um, and they have a very funny conversation about, like, it wasn't actually a hate crime. Although, I feel like it was a hate, like, you, you yeah. beat someone up because you thought they were gay. That's the hate. Whether they're gay or not <laughs> yeah, is yeah, yeah, almost yeah. irrelevant. Um, but yeah, so, so he, he walks with a, with a cane and there's a lot of talk about how his, his dick is fucked up yeah, too. She says, she, says, she says, how's your dick? How's your dick? He says, not good. It's, it's great. It's, it's so perfect. Pat Oswalt's um, really good. I mean, yes. they're all, everybody's really good in this movie. Like, yeah, yeah. The two of them together are killer. Yeah. Like I, they just do such a beautiful job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, she is a mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I, so I, you know, cards on the table, whatever, really like this movie a lot. And mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons I like it so much is that A, we're talking like 90 minutes. Love that. Can't yes. get enough of that. Yes. It has that directness that you were talking about for the last movie too, where it's like, it's about this thing. Yeah. And it is about that. Yeah. And then it is done. It is tight. It is it's a tight script. Very tight movie. And I really love that about it. I also love... That I feel like there's a lot of movies where we're expected to believe that the person is a mess. Mm-hmm. And, but like, they're not really a mess. They're just like, they're, they're a mess in an adorable way. Yeah. Um, in a way that's still very lovable. Mm-hmm. And I really love for that this movie, uh, it makes her a mess and makes her not lovable at, at all. all. And like, she does an incredible job. Yeah. Um, she's mean. She's, uh, uh, delusional, delusion, completely delusional. She's what's the word? She's uh, condescending. Yeah, like that. That you know, she. Yeah, even she, in the like little teeny interactions, like there was a there's so many points in this movie where, like, uh, the waiter brings her a drink and sets it down in front of her, and she doesn't say thank you. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, it's just so good. She, you're, you're absolutely right. She does an incredible job of portraying this awful human, and there is no, there's no universe in which you're you're meant to to feel like she's cute or she's not right just a fucking mess right i yeah. mean there's there's so many things where you know i think you're supposed to recognize her as a human being mm-hmm. but you're yeah. not supposed to be like she's not likable yeah exactly and they do well and that's one of the biggest things for this for this movie that i was um uh kind of impressed with and intrigued by was that it's it's a film that deals so much with mental health issues mm-hmm. in a time before that, again, was like a popular thing to be doing. Yeah. So you've got alcoholism and depression and dermatillomania, which yeah. is the thing where you pick at your skin or your nails or your hair. Um, and it, it deals with it in this very beautiful way where like, it's just kind of there and there's not a lot of comment on it again because of when it was made, I feel like. Right, right, right. Um, and it's part of why she's such a mess. But there's there are all these moments where it's like like there's a moment where she so she's in town in her hometown and hasn't told her parents that she's there. Yeah. And her mom like drives up and she goes to her parents' house and she's why didn't you tell us you were here? Well, I just needed a quiet place to write. Like I wasn't, yeah. you know, whatever. And she's picking at her hair and her dad and her dad's like, don't pick at your hair. And mom's like, your hair is so lovely. And it's just like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she says, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. 
And they essentially laugh at her. Yeah, they're like, you're not an alcoholic. Yeah, and it's this horrible, it's really so well done because it's like, it is one of the moments where, it's one of the moments where you where the, it really humanizes her, where she's reaching out for help um, right, and getting laughed at. And it is a little bit of that kind of like, um, oh, I'm beautiful, so you think I don't have any problems, but I do have problems. Right. Um, and they say that explicitly. Yeah, like that's exactly. That's the whole conversation with Patton Oswalt's sister at the very end of the movie. And yeah. Um, and I kind of hate that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, it's portrayed in, in, a, in an acceptable way in this yeah. film, I feel like. They do, they do as good a job as you can do at, at, at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is my favorite uh, Jason Reitman movie for me personally. Like, I just think it's, um, I don't, like, I don't have, I like, I'm trying to think of others. And it's Juno, Up in the Air, Thank You for Smoking, mm-hmm. Labor Day, that weird uh, Kate Winslet, Josh Brolin movie. You remember that? No. We watched it. Kate Winslet, Josh Brolin? Yeah, he's like a... Um, He's like a, a criminal on the run or something. Wait, he, there's a tiny bit of a flicker of recognition in my brain, but I don't remember. They make pies a lot in it. I remember he like holds them hostage in their own home for a weekend for Labor Day weekend, and they're make and then but they fall in love. <gasps> yeah, it's like a little bit more dark, isn't it? Yeah, he. I, the thing, the only thing I remember is that they make pies, and there's a scene where he <laughs> accidentally lets his kid drown in the bathtub, and that's why he's like damaged or whatever, and. Anyway, <laughs> keep time. it light, keep it fun. Podcast time, <laughs> Labor Day. Um, but I drew. I think this is his best movie, like okay. by far for me. I mean, I like Juno, okay, and I like I like all those movies, okay. But mm-hmm. like, you know, this one for me is like I think it. it I think it's great. Yeah, I think personally. it's really lovely. No, <laughs> like yeah. I think it's a great movie. I agree. I don't. I don't know that I. That I feel as strongly about it as yeah. you do. I like it a lot, but I yeah. don't like you were like, I think this is my favorite of his movies. And I was like, I don't know if it is. I'd have to think about that yeah. one. Um, it is one big cringe. Well, yeah, the especially whole in the film end, is just yeah. like, oh my god. Once she starts getting <laughs> closer to the guy, and then um Elizabeth Reese, who's great is Patrick Wilson's wife in the movie yeah. and they invite her over and like, Oh, come out and see our mom band and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, and she's completely delusional, as you said, and it's yeah. like hitting on him and just being a shitty person the entire time. And it, it, it comes to a head in like this insane way on the front lawn and stuff in this yeah. great scene. So yeah, that entire like second half of the movie is just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it it is a lovely, tight, well done, well acted, yeah, film. Yeah, it does also based like off of what you were saying with thirteen going on thirty, mm-hmm. the location, like the sh- shot on location. I assume I don't know if it was shot actually in Minnesota or or anything like that, but mm-hmm. but it certainly shot in a space that looks uh, like I. Th- they captured the like strip mallness, the targets, the, the suburbs, suburbs, uh, yeah. like all that stuff so well. The Hampton Inn of it all, like, yeah. Like the Hampton Inn is just a perfect encapsulation of what this movie looks and feels like, yeah. And it does such a good job. And I also love any movie where 
the big city is like not New York or LA. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because that's how life is for, I mean, that's how life was when we grew up. Like the big city was Philadelphia, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that they, in this one, it's Minneapolis. Minneapolis. The yeah. Minneapolis. The Minneapolis. They keep calling it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, I do think that, oh, I got out of my town and I went to uh, the city, which right. is Minneapolis. Like that's yeah. how life is for most people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just think that that's like, uh, always fun to see. I don't know what that means, but you know what I mean. No, yeah, no, I do. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I'm so sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of, I, I don't have a lot of notes. Oh, um, you know, much like Mark Ruffalo is the definition of a hunk. Patrick Wilson is the perfect person to play the ex, like, high school hottie. Yep. Like, that is just, that is what he looks like yep. to me. Um, he plays a similar character in uh, Little Children, where yeah. it's just this, like, yes. I was a golden boy, and now I'm not so much, but not, like, a mess, just, like, yeah, I was the popular yeah. guy in high school. I can't wait to watch Little Children again. Because we watched so it good. all the time yeah. when it came out. And then I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. Um, I also love any movie that, like, pokes holes in that kind of uh, uh, attitude towards, like, small towns or suburbs or anything like that. Where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't believe those people still live there. Yeah. They never got out. You know, that kind of thing. Um, anything that kind of, like, obviously, you know, different times in my life, I felt different ways about this, but like, I feel like that's a, it's done really well here. Like she's like, she has this conversation with her friend early on in the movie where it's just like, um, they're just looking down on the people who still live in her hometown. And I feel like it's appropriately monstrous. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good a good one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, we didn't talk about uh, are these films available? 13 Going on 30 is available on HBO Max. HBO Max. Where So you, you finish up with the Snyder Cut of Justice League, four hours of that. You jump right over to 13 Palette Going on 30 cleanser. to see all your Marvel favorites. You got Brie Larson. You got... Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about how <laughs> Brie didn't... Larson is in that one. Yeah. Andy Serkis. Yeah. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk. Mark Ruffalo. So the superhero vibes keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Young Adult is on Prime and Hulu. So you have no excuse. No excuse. No excuse. Um, Great. Should we make a decision here? I guess so, although I'm having a tough time. I know you're not having a tough time, but I am having a tough time. Well, we already got rid of the one. Right. Is the thing. So. (laughs) This bit is bad. It's a bad bit. Okay. We can cut. You can cut out that bit if you don't like it. Um. Uh, you might think I'm having a tough time. I'm not really having that tough a time. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying you are not having a tough time. I'm having oh, a tough time. Oh, sorry. Deciding. I feel like my tough time... I feel like I'm not having a tough time, but in the reverse way that you think I'm not having a tough time. Oh, you think we should get rid of Young Adult? Yeah, it's like available. The disc we have is not like a great, great disc. Yeah. Like it's kind of... uh uh. Not great. Yeah. Um, 13 going on 30 disc is such a time capsule exactly. of DVD. Exactly. It, it's loaded. It's a, it's a, it's a DVD's DVD we call it. Yeah. And you love it so much. So I feel like young adult, I can watch on prime and Hulu. Yeah. 
And I feel like I'm good to get rid of a young adult. Rocco does not agree with us. Rocco next door does not agree. Rocco's like, I cannot believe you're going to get rid of a young adult. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm great. 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 Done. We're great. keeping 13 on going on 30, man. <laughs> 13 on 30. What? 13 on 30. We're keeping 13 going on 30. Young adult, thank you so much. You're incredible. We will watch you again. We'll just watch you uh, via a streaming service instead yeah. of via a physical disc. All right. Shall we pick the next week's? Let's pick next week's. Match up. All right. Here we go. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 537. 537 is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire from 2005. Ooh, that's my favorite book. Oh, okay. Great. Not my favorite movie, though. All right. <laughs> um, all right, let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Hmm? Pick a number between 1 and 1,321. A random number between 1 and 1,321 is 604. 604 is... Ooh, from 1997, The Ice Storm. Ooh! I love that movie. Yeah. That's a good one. That is a good one. Haven't seen it in a long time, so yeah. excited to watch. All, All right. right. <laughs> Harry Potter, a random Harry Potter film, and The Ice Storm. And The Ice Storm. That's what we do here. What a matchup. What a matchup. I love it. Um, great. Yeah. Um, excited. Excited to watch. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. We're DVD Deathmatch in all of the places. We got the Insta. We got the Twitter. We got the Gmail. We got the Whirl. Quad. Quayub. Send and us your rules. Yes. <laughs> please send us your rules. We'd love to hear what you come up with. And use them maybe next week who maybe knows? who knows who wants to get rid of either of these movies right no one does i hope that you um get a hug today that's great hugs are nice and for some people right now they're hard to come by but hard i hope by. but i hope you get a hug today yeah um yeah man yeah cool come back All next right. week and see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. Also, I just want to say, Jennifer Garmer. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I want to say. I just want to say Jennifer Garmer. I need to say that. That's my truth. And I need to say it. <laughs> I need to Everyone's down. saying Jennifer Garner, <laughs> and I will not have it anymore. Won't have it. Jennifer Garmer. <laughs> <clears throat>